パーパラパーパラパーパラパーパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパンパン We traveled a lot, so I was in hotels, in and out of hotels as a kid. Okay. And I loved The Muppet Show. And I thought we could start our show every week with us singing The Muppet Song. <laughs> But we'll have to change a couple lines for copy, copyright. <laughs> <laughs> Or we could do like a. When you a, say orchestrate us, the. You, you just mean you, though, right? <laughs> Apparently, yeah. <laughs> I totally was, was spaced on what that was. Kid, you got a great voice, just not in here. <laughs> All right. Well, you sound bad and you should feel bad. <laughs> we'll play that Muppet music then. <laughs> Manamana. Culture, uh, I, I you know I think everybody becomes aware with it, aware yeah. of it because of social media and stuff like that. So the first one up is Pokemon Go. Yeah, it has exploded all over social media. Um, it's all there's the craziest news articles that are coming out. Have you have you heard any crazy? <laughs> I've news articles? seen a picture of a girl who was like all wrapped up, black and bruised, and it has something about her walking in front of a car. <laughs> And, Because she's playing Pokemon Go. Yeah, but I yeah, there's, it, but I ain't even bother reading it because I've been bombarded with po Pokemon Go all around my house. We live in a nice uh, neighborhood. Uh -huh. We're right by the library. And we have a nice uh, park, yeah. with a gazebo, and at you know it's summertime, so at two o'clock in the morning, there's like a big stack of twelve year olds. On bikes and stuff, <laughs> not talking. <laughs> They're just standing there uh -huh. playing Pokemon. And all hours of the day, there's kids just walking around just blindly <laughs> around a park. And yeah. it, someone had, I, so, I know where some of the Pokemon are, not because I play the game, uh -huh. but just by watching their patterns of how they're, where they're walking. Uh -huh. And I can tell you exactly where they are. And, but there's like one by the stop sign near our house. There's one right, I think it's in the street because the kids are kind of like leaning their phones out to the street. 
like on the curb. So yeah. So do, now, do you have it downloaded on your phone? No, I haven't. Okay, so you have not played it. No, and one of the offices I walk by, uh, where I work, they, someone had po posted, you know, for these engineers that they get paid to work, not play Pokemon. <laughs> and then on the bottom it said, it's not the time to catch them all. <laughs> <laughs> so growing up, did you watch Pokemon? Did you play the card game? No, you know what? I think I was probably about 20. Okay. In my 20s when Pokemon first came out. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And I I never got involved with it. I remember uh, people talking about it and whatnot. Uh -huh. And when you collect the cards. But, uh, no. No, never yeah. Never involved. Yeah, I never collect the cards. I watched some of the cartoons yeah. as a... Uh, yeah, the cartoon was pretty funny. It had the Team Rocket, which were like the comedy break of the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that kid with the red ball cap wasn't going where fast. No, no, no. He, he, yeah. he had Pikachu hanging around him, but yeah. kind of lame. So for me, when Pokemon came out, um, I, I had about like three days. Then I went to a teen camp as yeah. a counselor. And so you could imagine being at a teen camp uh, with about, you know, hundred and some kids uh, and Pokemon Go is now like three days old it was just like everywhere you right. went it was a conversation about Pokemon yeah anywhere you turned it was just it was, it was that and there were a bunch of Pokestops like all over where we were staying at <laughs> so kids were would be hanging out in front of like a church or in front of like yeah. um, a housing building in front of like this conference area in like front of ice cream shops and, and different things and they were just congregating but same kind of thing they weren't looking at each other they weren't talking to each other they were just uh they were just you know they're they're sitting on a pokey stop you know yeah picking up some stuff i think it's a gym yeah there was one that's yeah. a, a gym that that they would go to and so we had to watch because some kids would start playing and they just wander off by themselves and so we'd have to go and catch up with them but I did download it onto my phone so okay. I could see like what was going on. Like, what's good way of finding out where the kids are at least. Just yes. find the Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. To find a Pokestop. <laughs> and then, and then you just... forget about the kids because they're too busy. Yeah. Looking... <laughs> so it started off. I just let a kid use my phone. Yeah. And he was playing it, and then he kept telling me all about it. And so before I knew it, like I was playing it, and he was telling me what to do. Uh huh. And then like the kid went away, and I just kept playing it. Really? Yeah, and it was that easy to get sucked in. So <laughs> here, I, here I was hanging out with a bunch of kids, and I was supposed to be counseling them. And no, I was playing Pokemon Stop just like they Jeez. were, or Pokemon Go just like they were. Thank so. you. I think it's uh, Nameco is the major company that yes that did the the real work on that. Yeah, and I'll say genius, genius move, because there's like yeah. a whole generation of kids that grew up on Pokemon playing the card game. Yeah, and it's it's so close to what a kid I think would imagine like being oh. in the, the show would be like yeah. where you run around and you catch the Pokemon then you go to a gym and you fight with them and all that kind of stuff it's like kids were totally into it but here's my take on it okay I think that it's much more of a socially interactive thing than we we tend to see on the outside yeah people were all excited that people were getting up and walking around but really they're getting up, walking around, doing nothing. Yeah, but and here's not interacting. 
But here's the thing. After they have played it, they're then talking about it. And then, like, those those conversations lead into other conversations. Oh, okay. Because I had a lot of entry conversations with uh, with kids that yeah. started off talking about, like, what Pokemon they just caught. And then it led into heroin. It led into heroin addictions and all kinds of <laughs> deep secrets about their life. And it just opened up doors. But it is really a social, ex- like engagement because they share the experience with their friends oh you're saying as a positive thing as a positive thing they really do like start to interact with one another as they play the game yeah so uh even though you might see them like congregating around not talking to each other once like they've done the pokey stop they've caught the pokemon like they're talking about the game and that leads to other conversations and that kind of stuff it really is a pretty social activity well here's the thing Okay, you're involved in it. Uh-huh. So if uh, if any of the if any of you people out there want me to get involved, you're going to have to push on me through social media, email, whatever. Uh, if I if I get a couple hits saying Jake, just play play the damn game, <laughs> I will play it <laughs> for your amusement, and I'll share with you all my thing. But I'm I I'm a uh, uh, what's that a a, a Leo Lethian uh, I I don't care for hip new stuff I don't like I don't like yeah no yeah yeah like the most you're a up- sixty year old man let's just be honest well the most up to date you've been hanging out with my wife way too much <laughs> the the hippest thing I ever got involved with. At the time when it was like as pinnacle, uh-huh. was probably Ninja Turtles, and that lasted for two or three years. I had a a handful of the toys. Uh huh. I saw the movies in the theater, except for the third one. I saw the first one and the second one, and third by the third one, I was just like, I'm not down. I had the cassette tape uh-huh. of uh, their their music. Thank you, Pizza Hut. Uh, for that. <laughs> hey, suicide mom. It wasn't suicide. They were talking about life on in the sewer side, like the the walls. I don't want to explain it anymore. I threw the tape away. Actually I just misplaced it and I I'm still bummed. But I should YouTube that stuff. Here's the thing for random dads though. Like, if your kids are into Pokemon Go, don't just sit back and do the complaining thing. Like, hey, you never get outside and do anything. You're just playing that stupid game all the time. Actually, download the game and play it with your kid. And have a a quality conversation about what they're doing. Um, I have have a couple of different uh, friends uh, that are dads who just don't get into video games. This is an easy video game that they can play with their kids because their kids are into video games. And they, they talk to me and they're like, I just don't know how to connect with them because I've never been into video games. My kid is just totally into them. Yeah. Here's an easy one that you can do. You can spend all of, literally, you can spend all of five minutes a day checking into a Pokestop, catching a Pokemon, and then you can have a conversation with your kid around that. And your kid will actually enjoy having the conversation that you have tried to engage in something that they're interested in yeah. and not just complain about the things that they're doing and stuff, it, it really will open up a conversation. So I would just say that would be my encouragement to dads. Yeah, and be patient with your kids. 
let them teach you how to play, but don't give them the whole, you're talking too fast for me, son. No, Dad, you're listening too slow, man. That's <laughs> that's just my little piece of, of advice. Okay. Hey, everyone. Good news. Random Dad's podcast is going to a higher and better and bigger level. I'm not just saying this because I'm full BS, but I may actually mean it. Here's what we have going on for the month of August. We have interviews, we have advertisements, and this may mean nothing to you but some great entertainment, mostly me, but it also means we get encouragement through dollar bills, shekels, if you may. Yes, Gold I will. Gold blooms. Gold blooms. And other phrases meaning your money in my pocket. <laughs> This will help us do better auto, audio quality. Um, also, it will give us a chance to advertise our podcast with others and uh, using Facebook and Spotify and everywhere else that we can push the name of Random Dads and bring together great forces. Speaking of which, we also have some bloggers in mind that we want to get to interview. So there's a lot going on in the random world. And uh, so please stay tuned, share, like us, and be our friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, back to the show. All right, so a part of being a parent, and it's a part of our tagline, is, uh, is being comfortably awkward. All right? And, uh, and a big part of that is just trying to figure out your kids' culture as they grow and they develop and trying to stay in conversation with them. Now we are, you know, we're just into that phase where we realize we're not gonna be able to keep up with our kids. Yeah. Uh, they're young right now. They're toddler, uh, young children, age, kind of unborn uh, uh, age range. Yeah. So keeping up with their culture is pretty easy, you know, mm -hmm. once you flip over to PBS and uh, and you see all the, the, the shows and, yeah. and that's pretty much, you're there with them. You're, you're, the you're the fact that Muppets, Sesame Street characters are now just animated cartoons is a bummer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. But here's the thing. We had the experience of, of, uh, of seeing our parents be comfortably awkward as yeah. they tried to understand our culture growing up. So for all the random dads out there who are working out of their own experience of being raised by, you know, the whack jobs that we were raised by who tried to understand our, our uh, experience growing up. Um, all of us have stories. Elder random dads. Yes. All um. of us have stories of just missing it, you know, or our parents missing it. So that's what I wanted to explore this segment is what, when you were growing up, did your parents just completely miss oh, man. in trying to understand your culture? You know, uh, this is a tough one because my parents tried really hard to be involved. Uh-huh. With a lot that we were doing, there were a couple of things I think music-wise mm -hmm. where they were trying to get it like I am going to listen to your cassettes mm -hmm. and I'm going to try to listen. I I don't like them, uh -huh. and you know my parents didn't listen to a whole lot of music as it was, you know. But the thing is, is they they would try to listen to it, but once in a while, yeah, you know. There's that REM song that just went right over their heads, you know. 
or or no uh better yet um the i remember a time i was listening to they might be giants my mom's like hey let's play uh one of your albums in in the car and i'm like okay she goes do the uh they might be giants one that's fun and i'm like okay you know i'm excited so we're listening to a song dinner bell uh-huh. and it's, uh, <laughs> a song about waiting for the dinner bell and it i can't re- remember how the the full song goes but it's waiting for the dinner bell to do the bell thing dinner bell dinner bell ring and then it goes through all these things that you do while you wait in which they say, Jacketail does the bell, do the bell thing. Her <laughs> <laughs> bell ring. And my mom's like, what do they mean by Jacketail? Like, I think she, she's like interrogating me. Oh, yeah. In a way. Yeah. And That's the, awkward. Yeah. And I'm a young teenager right. at this point. And I just go, you know, like, uh, uh, you, you wear a jacket before dinner. <laughs> Like a smoking jacket? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone wears a smoking jacket. Especially in the 90s. They were just all the rage. It's like, I am not talking about that subject with you. I love my mom. Oh, yeah. But I, I, it's about boundaries, people. Keep your boundaries. Yeah. 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 See, I had two different extremes Don't with my open parents. the bedroom door. Keep your boundaries. Go on, Paul. No, I had two different extremes. So, like my dad, like my dad had my has my sense of humor. I guess I have my dad's sense of humor. (laughs) Um, Yeah, (laughs) because he was the dad joke kind of guy. Okay, and he did not keep up on my culture at all. And so when he encountered it, he tried to make dad jokes about it, which just was infuriating at the time mm-hmm. because they were horrible jokes and they made me mad but now i i get what he was doing yeah like he was he was trying to just say hey i get i don't understand this but i'm gonna make a joke about it just so we can kind of connect but yeah. we we really didn't connect through it you know at the time i was just like and you feel this stupid. is going to work with your kids like I it feel did like, you i feel like i could repeat this and have a better experience okay what do you think <laughs> <laughs> I, I think your family tree is just head down the same path every time. Yeah, you know, it's good places. We were going to be one of the forefathers of the country, <laughs> but Wilbur here just going let go and had to do the stupid joke. Made everybody mad. They turned their ship around. They were beating Columbus by at least a day. Yes, our family has taken the lower road most of the time. That's kind of our tradition. Dad jokes destroy the future. Here's the other extreme. My mom tried to stay like real current with our culture to the point where she like got into to like some music and stuff like that before I was into it. (laughs) Like so, she was more sometimes a teenager than I was at times. Which makes for the other uh, experience of the awkward yeah. uh, moments in teen culture, where you, where people are talking about your mom as though she's hip and cool, yeah. and you're just like face palm, you know, to the Did head. Did you ever get like the friend that's like, "Hey, uh, I got tickets for uh, Chili Peppers. Uh, you mind if I ask your mom if she like hang out and go?" <laughs> <laughs> no, but I had friends that went and got tattoos with my mom. 
Wow. Yeah. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I got I got one too. Yeah. Oh, your mom on my back. Oh, you suck. Yeah. Uh, my mom went skydiving. She's like giving me thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> my mom went skydiving when I was a teenager. Wow. And I told my friends, and they're like, they just thought that was the coolest thing. But it was awkward. Did she offer you like uh, to go skydiving with yeah. her? No, no. It was just, just it was thing. it was just her thing. And then she's like, "Oh, I was going to totally invite you." <laughs> But you know, I was just I, doing—I was doing me. You know, yeah. <laughs> I was busy jumping out of a plane or a Red Bull. So, so those are my two options. You know, my wow. parenting example was either say hip and trendy mm-hmm. to the point of being self-absorbed with like the youth culture, or not care about it at all and make really horrible jokes about it. So, like, I'm trying to find the balance between yeah. the two of those, so where you're... I stay connected and not. But like there were really awkward things like uh, my like I'd be having a conversation with my mom about something and she'd be like she'd jump right in and be like oh yeah I know all about that and she would just rattle off everything and I'd be like really yeah especially when it came to the music that I listened to yeah um, because but, at the time I was listening to the to corn and insane clown posse did you have uh, jingos <laughs> oh come on you know I had jinko jeans oh you <laughs> I did you sell out. <laughs> possession of mine. Really? Yeah, I had them into the 2000s. Can I, I ask them. you a really, can we get really down the Oh, corner? yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Need for Speed. No. The movies? No. Uh-huh. You weren't? No, no. The, did these? you? No way. <laughs> if, <laughs> I always thought, I, I watched Need for Speed, the first one, which was, was good. I'll say that much. Uh-huh. But it ruined the director's career because he couldn't make another one. But here's the thing, okay? Uh, who? Oh, what's his name? The the guy that stars in all those uh, that did Pitch Black and all those other movies. What's uh, his name? I Triple think, X. That yes. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Guys, guys and girls, uh, you you out there, look up Vin Diesel movies. <laughs> or don't. Or don't. Really? No. But before that. He did like Pitch Black. He did a couple really cool badass movies mm-hmm. where he's like a alien kind of guy with cool goggles, and he he's just different. And he's like just a cool cool dude. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> and the acting is simple because in those movies, he he his job is to react to danger. Yeah, not talk. Yeah. <laughs> but he starts to talk. But yeah, that's, that's where a, you get in trouble. It's it's like me reading a children's book. <laughs> I mean, he looks like he's reading a script out loud just for the first time. No offense. Hey, Vinny, um, buddy. Hey, <laughs> I, I love you. I love your. I hey. You know the new Triple X movie that you're kind of, that that looks like. I mean, I'm not going to say it looks like part of the GI Joe franchise that's always crash and burning, but it does <laughs> look good. I'm not going to say it's going to bring in a lot of the douchebags that Need for Speed brought in, but you know, all the best luck to you. But man, stop trying to act. Just do movies where you're freaking tough. You don't say much. I mean, that's. That just stop. Yeah. Okay. 
We got to go back to something because <laughs> did we go on a tangent? No, no, okay. no. But we do have to go back. Jinko jeans were amazing, <laughs> so much so that yeah. that this year the Jinko brand started back up and are re- are still are making jeans again in the same '90s fashion that wow. they came out. Yeah, so the straight leg. Uh, big uh, pant leg. Yeah, the cowbells. Oh no, they they weren't cowbells because they're they're straight leg. Yeah, they're pipe like. Yeah, they're like thirty four inch leg widths yeah. on both legs, straight oh, down. Man. They're amazing. Here was my thing: I could fit a whole textbook in my back pocket, like big, you know, large. Really? Yeah, hardcover textbook. I could fit in my back pocket and walk to class. That was legit. For did me. you have that was the, amazing? Did you have the dog chain necklace? No, I didn't have the dog chain. <laughs> but I did part my hair down the middle, so that didn't help anything. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was horrible. I'm, I'm <laughs> There's parts of the '90s that I never want back, but they they live on in pictures. But I'm yeah. so glad that we did not have social media at the time. Oh boy. because uh, it, it's horrible. So they they should have a they should have just a rule like. Kind of like you can't drive till you're a certain age and you've done a test. Same thing goes for like culture stuff. Uh-huh. You know, and that's the thing. I grew up a lot on the road. Uh, I didn't have time for to get involved with culture, and I didn't. I wasn't around groups of people enough to like get immersed. I did get into like skateboarding, yeah, and yeah. stuff. And so I was. You know that that whole spiel I was involved with, but just a, the act of skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember Vision Streetwear, uh, Airwalks, and uh, Vans, yeah. shoes and shirts and stuff. Yeah, and then like you know a couple different board names and stuff like that. But that was it, and I couldn't afford any of that that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. I wore canvas shoes because they were cheap. I remember... <laughs> Not because they were up, trendy? No. I remember finding lace-up, uh, like, boot-style canvas shoes that if you unlace them halfway, it folded down and was a high top. It, it, it had buttons, like snaps, uh-huh. and they snapped in, and then you relace them, and it's just a high top. They're cool shoes... But they were so dirt cheap because all they had was pink. And so I bought a pair. My mom's like, oh, those are the kind that, you, that you've been wearing. I'm like, yeah. And she goes, so they're pink. I'm like, I can spray paint them. <laughs> and so awesome. I bought them and I wasted so like one or two cans of blue spray paint. And let me tell you, uh, pink bleeds through. So I had <laughs> these bug, but I loved them uh-huh. because they were cool. But that was like... The extent of me and pulp culture really yeah. hooking up. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I tell, hey, parents, tell your kids this: don't waste your time. You know, there should be a point in all of our lives when, like, between fourteen to eighteen, where we just go Amish, kind of do a reversal of that Amish thing where they they're allowed to have like batteries and radios and yeah rum spring up yeah rum spring i like the i like the hip way you say <laughs> rum spring up my homers <laughs> oh you're so white it's out of sight. yeah i know <laughs> but we should have a reversal of that okay. in our culture yeah i get you get these kids away from trying to be hip it's yeah. ruining everything 
Oh, yeah. See, Dad, this is where Jacob's six-year-old side just emerged uh, quickly. and uh, This is when I hate everybody. <laughs> this is what we love. All right. Into the thank you section. Do you got any people to thank this week? Yeah. Who do you got to thank? Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. What did Nick Cannon do for you, buddy? Man, he did such a good job in 2002 Nickelodeon Awards that I'm, I'm still just kind of... Slightly shocked and confused, yet happy at the same time. Nick Cannon, we know that you think you've moved on to greater and better things, but your 2002 year was the pinnacle. Yeah. It was the top. You, uh, you've just been going downhill ever since, but we thank you for that 2002 year because without it, yeah. Jacob would be completely detached from youth culture, yeah. and he would have no, no, hey. no footing to stand on in this conversation today. Yeah. By uh, the way... Uh, Nickelodeon, the year watcher show, all that. Mm-hmm. That was a brilliant show. Oh, well, yeah. you and probably two other people think so. Cause it... Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and uh, also, um, Tori Bellet from wow, was... Mythbusters. I can't say your last name, and you're not listening, so it probably doesn't matter. No, you might be. Yeah, thank you. But, uh, hey, just a shout-out to him. He's a nice dude. Um, I want to say he liked me. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that means, but it works. Yeah. So I'm happy to say he's my best friend. And we still have uh, the, I want to say Steelers family, but that's not right. Steel. Yeah, the Steel family. Uh, Dr. Stephanie and her awesome... Uh, Fox 40 husband Ty and we're still working our schedules but that's going to be a thing coming up yeah and I'm still trying to get nugget noggin man we are going to get into some serious smell detecting talk one of these days it'll be a good dad thing it'll be a good grandpa episode I think nice I want to talk about gold panning I want to thank the Hanson family uh, for uh, for creating the Muppets, uh, yeah. and and so Jacob could have something in uh, in pop culture to talk about. Yeah, my <laughs> the only thing I have going for me is my fully extended history of the Muppets. Yeah, how they're made, what they're made of, <laughs> the Hanson Stitch. Yeah, yeah. Jim has gone on, but the family keeps the the tradition alive yeah. as kids do. And, and we appreciate it because uh, now we get something to connect with our kids uh, through that, even though they've all turned to cartoons mm-hmm. and we're slightly bitter about well, that. Don't worry, Hanson family. Thanks for keeping the industry going. Well, no, thanks for bringing back The Muppet Show and making it, it's kind of like The Office, but it's funnier, if you ask me. Nice. I like The Office. Yeah, it had a good run. American version's better than the British. Some people say that, other people don't. Yeah, but let's be honest, the American version is better than the British. Oh. I like that guy that... Ricky Gervais? Yeah, Ricky. By the way, I don't know if it's still on Netflix, Ricky Gervais um, had did a show called uh, Idiot Abroad. Best show ever. If Thanks, you want Ricky. a travel channel show watch, that's a great one. Besides that, Ricky, stay away from office. Oh. You lost. Nice. Suck it up. Well, that's a signal from Lucy. (laughs) She's telling us to cut it or we'll we'll be dead. Yeah, cut it out. (laughs) Happy Hanukkah, people.